Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Greetings. It is good to uh, come to you from Rick Bonfin Ministries. Uh, my name is Pastor Kyung Kim, and I am on this series called The Trappings of This World. It's about how we are journeying to the coming of Christ, because that's our ultimate prize. And we wait to be found by Him faithful on that day. But along the journey, there are the trappings. There are these traps that are on the journey that we need to avoid. And the scripture warns us to avoid uh, certain things. So we've talked about a few things so far. And, and um, today, we are on this desires. Desires. How the desires that we have might entrap us. John, um, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Do not love the world or the things in the world. The love of the Father is not in those who love the world. For all that is in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, the pride and riches, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Well, that's hard to do, isn't it? Because we are in the world. We live in this world. But what did John really mean by this? Do not love the world or the things in the world. In fact, verse 16 gives us the answer. All that is in the world, such as the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride in riches. Now, the pride and riches part, we're, we've already talked about that at, uh, at my previous teaching on money, how the money can entrap us. So, if you are interested in knowing more about that, just go back to that lesson. All right. Now, when Apostle John talked about the world, it's not the world as in place, right? But it's about characteristics of worldly people versus characteristics of children of God. Let me say that again. When he's talking about the world, it's not the place that he's referring to. But it's about the characteristics of worldly people versus characteristics of children of God. Children of God are to be of the Father, and we do according to Father's will. Right? That's who we are. People of the world do according to the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride and riches. And those can entrap us from the prize that is set before us. So since we already talked about the pride and riches, we're going to talk about the desire of the flesh and the desire of the eyes. As you see, the key word right there is the desire. Desire. I mean, desire of the flesh. I mean, that's whatever it feels good physically, right? And the desire of the eyes would be whatever it is pleasurable before our eyes. Now, can desires be bad? Well, when I see something I want, I get happy, right? My body is very happy when I eat 
tasty food. And I like food. <laughs> okay, I'm, let me give you an example. Like, earlier this year, I went to Orlando. All right? Uh, I was by myself. By the way, it wasn't a pleasure trip. So, uh, uh, I was by myself, and I was driving around to look for a good place for dinner. And this name caught my attention. Giordano's. Oh, for me, that's a sight to see. Giordano's. Now, you may not understand what Giordano's is. Well, I have not seen the sign Giordano's for over 15 years. By the way, those who do not know what I'm talking about, Giordano's is a famous Chicago pizza restaurant chain specializing their Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. And guess what? I love Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. Forget, forget New York-style pizza, okay? <laughs> and forget those uh, Detroit deep-dish, whatever they say. Chicago pizza is the best. Now, and Giordano's is one of the best. So, guess what I did? I stopped, right? I stopped at Giordano's, ordered my pizza, which it took about 40 minutes. Now, it was like, why do you want to wait that? Well, it's, it, that's how it takes, okay? It takes long because it's deep dish, but it's worth it. <laughs> now, of course, I didn't just waste 40 minutes waiting there. I went and did a few things and then came back, picked up my pizza, took it to my hotel room and ate it. And guess what? It was good. It fulfilled my desire. Now, would you say that I gave into the desire of the flesh and the desire of the eyes? Well, I think it's fair to say yes, okay? But, I will say this. It was rather a harmless example, though. Because I needed dinner, and I found something that I really enjoyed, and I got it. Now, however though, what if you have a deep, intense desire that would actually control your mind from your desires? Now, translations such as King James or American Standard uh, phrase it a little differently on this verse. Rather than using the word desire, it says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Now, the lust is a word that is often used for intense desires, right? And usually refers to sexual desires. Now, and Lust refers to sexual desires that is improper and that is out uh, that is out of line, right? Outside the boundaries. Another word, another words. Is sexual desire bad? It's not a bad thing, because if you are married, you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. Sexual desire is not a bad thing, but when you have sexual desire 
outside of boundary, which is marriage, is properly called lust. Now this verse, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, is usually talked about for danger of sexual sins. And that's, that's correct. Now many have given themselves to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes by committing sexual sins outside the boundaries of the marriage. But the word lust is more than just sexual. Now here's the difference between the desire and the lust. It's not unusual to say, I want it. See, that's a desire, right? It's not unusual to say, I want it. But when you want it so badly, and it's not just, I want it, but I gotta have it. I want it, and I want it so bad, I gotta have it, and I will do whatever it takes to get it. That becomes lost. See, that's how you go outside a boundary. Outside the line to get what you want. Whether it's sexually or others. or others, That's lust. See, the lust of the flesh really refers to being controlled by deep, intense desires to please physical nature. And it can be done in other ways than just sexual. What about alcohol? What about food even? See, that likewise, the lust of the eyes refers to being controlled by deep, intense desire to be pleased by what we see and feel. See, what can control us beyond the boundaries from what we see? Well, is there any shopaholics out there? I mean, you see, you want to buy, even if it means to swipe the credit card, which the balance is already already high enough and continuing to go up. What about sports? I know I'm touching some buttons here today. What about sports? And now, also, this is something that's growing in younger generations, but doesn't just refer to the younger generations. Gaming. Addicted to social media. There's a, um, actually a good movie, and I don't, and, and this probably is the only time I actually recommend a movie to watch for benefit, especially from Netflix. But there's a uh, Netflix project called Social Dilemma. And anyone who struggles with social media should watch that and how, how they're made to control your mind. Social Dilemma. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes comes to this. Our desires for pleasures of life. And the pleasures please us. Self-centered pleasures. Now, who was trapped by the self-centered pleasures? Now, if we could go to Second Samuel chapter 11, that's the story of King David. Things are going good. 
King David, I mean, was a king of the nation of God. God blessed him and the nation abundantly. Pretty much all the battles he went, they won. But on one afternoon, he walked around the roof of his house. Now his house, of course, was a king's house, right? So just just imagine, his house would be bigger and higher than other houses. Yeah, just by uh, having uh, more possessions than others, but also higher for uh, for more reasons than just the possessions because probably the defense and also seeing the people as a king. So, of course, he would get good look of his surroundings and someone caught his eyes. A beautiful woman taking a bath. Now, at this point, he should have turned and walked away, right? That's easier said than done. But no, that's not what he did. The scripture said that he inquired about the woman. That would mean that he was start giving into the lust of his eyes. He saw pleasurable and he started to inquire. He's more and more giving into. And when he had her brought into the palace, he gave into the lust of his flesh by forcing himself on her. King David was trapped by the deep desires of his eyes and of his flesh. And at and that moment when he gave into the desires of the eyes and the flesh, that became the moment of suffering of his kingdom as one of his sons forced onto one of his daughters. And then revenge started to happen among his sons. His own son ultimately chasing after, him, after the father, after David, to kill and take over the kingdom. See, David, known as a man after God's heart, was trapped by the desires. And here's my question for all of us. Who are we to say that we will not give ourselves into the pleasures, the desires of the eyes and the flesh? In other words, we need to humble ourselves. We are all vulnerable. Not naming them too many pastors have been accused of and found guilty of sexual misconduct and improper relationships. And many churches have been accused of these kind of acts. And again, like I said, it's not just sexual desires, right? How about desires for flesh and eyes in other ways? putting pleasures before faithfulness to God 
and gratifying self before pleasing God. Like I said, video games, right? Instagrams, TikTok, even the Braves. Uh oh. I'm going to hit a little harder here, my Athens friends. How about the Bulldogs? Falcons, you know, just an example. You know, I, I mean, I, I like Braves. I like Bulldogs. Well, not so, Falcons, not so much of Falcons anymore. <laughs> but, uh, used to. But, I mean, you watch Bulldogs. Okay, fine. I mean, we all need a little downtime and watch the Bulldogs uh, trying to have the perfect season and hopefully win the national championship, right? But do we really have to watch not only the Bulldogs, but starting out with 9, 10 a.m. on Saturday with the pregame shows and uh, uh, game day and all that, and then start with 12 o'clock, with whatever game, and then goes into next game, and then 3.30 comes uh, uh, SEC games, usually Georgia or you know some other games, and then go to the next one at 4 o'clock, and then 7.30, and go all the way until after midnight. Are we controlled by the desires? And then... Do we have a good attitude and mindset to worship God and have a fellowship with the people of God on Sunday mornings? What is more important? Because what God calls us is to be faithful. And in order to do that, this fellowship is incredibly important because we all need to be there for each other. Not only to hold each other accountable, but encourage one another. Right? Encourage one another as long as it is called today. And as the time is coming, the scripture says, desire to meet with one another. And isn't that how the first church began? Not only they were blessed, but they began to meet, gather in fellowship. Fellowship is incredibly important. And how many times that our fellowship is disturbed by our desires on Saturday? What gives you fun and pleasures and are you able to control the pleasures now the Proverbs 25:28 says like a city breached without walls is the one who lacks self control no boundaries when we lack self control there's no boundaries anything goes as he or she desires it's completely out of control and that's what happens when the desires of the eyes and the flesh takes over someone. So then what does God want from us? What will be God's desire for us? Well, First Thessalonians chapter 4, 
verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification. That you abstain from fornication, that each one of you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor, not with lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God. Now, in in a little more modern version, New Living Translation puts those verses in these words. God's will is for you to be holy. That's what sanctification is. Becoming holy. God's God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. That's what God desires for us. We will control our bodies and our minds. Not the world. Lust. The desires controlling our minds and our bodies. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared. Bringing salvation to all. Training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions. And in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. Do you hear that? To live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. While we wait for the blessed hope and manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, so, what's training us then to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly? In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. See, the grace of God trains us to renounce impiety and worldly passions. Grace of God trains us to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. See, the key is grace of God. That also means this. We cannot do it alone. We cannot do it alone. We love our pleasures. I love my pizzas. You love the bulldogs. I do too, by the way. If we start giving into it more and more and more, sooner or later, it takes control over our minds. And before we know it, it's controlling our schedules, our times, and our lives and our thoughts. Rather than the Word of God, Word of God, being meditated in our minds and the grace of God having more impact in our lives. See, the grace of God, which is a free gift that comes from the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, right? And through the presence of the Holy Spirit. God gave us His free gift. Free gift. That's what word grace is. Right? Literally, free gift is grace. Through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, 
who died on the cross for our sins to cancel the penalties of, of sins, right? We die to ourselves, putting our selfish desires, the lust of our eyes and the lust of our uh, flesh to death with Jesus the crucified. Let me say that again. With Jesus Christ the crucified, we die with Him to put to death the lust, the desires of our flesh and the desires of our eyes. And through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the power of God resides in us to change us into God's holiness. Sanctification. Justification and sanctification. Holy Spirit who resides in us purifies us, right? And empower us, transform us into God's holiness. We overcome the powers of this world, the lust of our eyes, lust of our flesh, by the grace of God, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So, seek Jesus today. Seek the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a lot of different views, even in the Christian circles, about how the Holy Spirit works. Of course, I'm here coming to you from Rick Bonfin Ministries. Listen to the teachings of our friend Rick on the Holy Spirit. It can change your life because that's what Holy Spirit does. Seek the Holy Spirit today. Seek to be holy. Seek to have the mind and the heart of holiness. Seek God's grace today. Seek God's grace to train you to renounce the impiety and worldly passions and to train you to live a life of self-control, righteousness, and holiness. And so, my friends, let us not be entangled by the trappings of worldly pleasures and passions. And let us be found faithful when Christ returns in His glory. So, Father God, I pray that the grace of God would penetrate into the hearts, especially those who are struggling with the desires, desires of the flesh and the eyes in many ways. They are controlled by the worldly pleasures. Lord, let the grace of God set them free. Let the power of Jesus Christ put to death of the pleasures and the lust of their lives. And through the Holy Spirit, Lord, transform, transform their lives with changing of their minds, 
and make them holy. Because that is your desire. Thank you, O God. In this world, we fight against the worldly passions and the worldly things. But we will overcome because the power of God is great, greater than all the worldly temptations. Thank you, O God. We love you. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.